I thought you were going to say you had a Nordic track. <laughs> um, no, so I had a, my cousin moved from Montana to Norway recently. Will you wake up and uh, that's the time to get out of Montana. I saw a picture of a Norwegian summer like sunset yeah, and it looked gorgeous. Yeah. And I was like, wow, I want to yeah. move to Norwegia. <laughs> looks so awesome. Uh, so here's to Norway where it's really dark this time of year. It's dark all the time. And in the summer, it's light in the summertime forever. Are they Norse? Are people from Norway Norse? Uh, yeah. Norwegian? Yeah. Norse. Well, well like they're... Nor- like the mythology is Norse, right? Yeah, but they're Norwegian now. They're Norwegian. Norwegian lesbians who Norwegian. feed me grapes and know how to sing. Norwegian board. That's Good how you talk to the dead. Good morning and aloha, Biscuitiers. You got it dialed in to KAKU, KAKU 88.5, the voice of... Norwegian boards. <laughs> <laughs> that is Vince Fody, my co-host, my cohort, my co-inhabitant of the Biscuit Bunker. Oh That's right. Goodness. We are still broadcasting from the Biscuit Bunker. We had to put our live <laughs> performance at the historic Biscuits and Gravy Amphitheater on hold because it is still peak COVID. It's are good. you quarantining? Are we staying six feet away? Uh, roughly. If you don't stay six feet away, you're going to be six feet under. All right. It's good to be back. It's good to, it's we good went, to have you what back. What do we do? Almost. To, it's good to have you back. Welcome back to my bedroom. <laughs> uh, we didn't get to do an episode last week because the Biscuit Bunker was compromised. It was, hey man, Thanksgiving, dude. It was Thanksgiving, but we were we were going to have a Thanksgiving special, but then mm-hmm. uh, we had a contamination scare, so we had to quar- do a little quarantine. Yep, and then get the test. And then we were going to re- record on Wednesday but then you had to work because it was so it was stupid. like Martin Luther King Day or something, something. dumb <laughs> so I mean, Martin Luther King Day is not dumb but it's dumb <laughs> <laughs> is it Martin Luther King no hold on it's in like January or February right yeah it's damn. <laughs> <laughs> it was President's Day or one of those days where you sell Why a lot of mattresses there a white history month <laughs> <laughs> some sort of non sequitur mattress sale oh, holiday Lordy. And every day is a mattress holiday when you're working with me at Don Couch's South Maui Discount Couch. <laughs> Don't sleep on the couch, baby. Home of Chris Tucker's mattresses. <laughs> so it is good to finally be back. It is good to be back. It's good because I am all riled up. Biscuits and gravy in the evening. <laughs> I love it, dude. This is a, a special sunset edition. Biscuits and gravy. If the sun goes down while we're recording, we can do biscuits and gravy after dark. Don't let the sun go down on me. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up on the show, we're going to have a little educational segment we call Chuck Stuff the Knowledge Buffalo, where I prove that I'm the smartest buffalo in the room. And you can contact us and challenge my authority, and you can email us at thebiscuitsandgravy at gmail.com or visit a website I totally own called biscuitwars.com. Quiet, you sons of biscuit eaters! Biscuit Wars. Biscuits and Gravy is the only news source you ever need to have. Every other news source are just lizard people funneling their predestined information through the cabal, through the New World Order. Through the lamestream media. The lamestream media. That's why, do you know how hard you have to search to find biscuits and or gravy related news items? So hard. In the lamestream media. That's why you got to keep it tuned to Biscuits and Gravy. Mm-hmm. On 88.5 KKU, the voice of gravy. The voice I guess. of gravy. And I, on Spotify. I, I think we're still broadcasting on um, KKU, Apple. Right? Yeah, dude. They had a COVID but scare themselves. More importantly, 
you can listen to all <laughs> the, the COVID train. You can listen to all the back episodes and and we have extended content and stuff. If you listen mm, on, extended content. If you listen on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. I hope your microphone is flame retarded. It is Biscuits and Gravy eight oh eight. That's what you gotta search for on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Mm. As Chuck's smoking a bowl. Smoking a bowl. Because mm. I'm not wired enough, bro. Not can't, wired enough. Can't do that in Kahului at the Biscuits and Gravy Amphitheater. So I've been I've been getting into the advent calendar that you gave me, Chuck. Mm. Advent calendar. Last year you gave me a, a whiskey advent calendar. I did. Which was every day was like a different little bourbon shooter. Yeah. A little airplane bottle. Uh-huh. That was very nice. This year is a Star Wars uh, Baby Yoda Mandalorian advent calendar. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you think that just because the chocolate tastes terrible that I'm not going to eat it, <laughs> you're wrong. Yeah. Who would have <laughs> thought that uh, Disney Star Wars products... Would not have the high quality chocolate we love and expect. Every morning I wake up and I'm like, ooh, it's a new day. Time to eat my advent calendar chocolate. And then I eat it and I'm like, oh. (laughs) Christy got me an advent calendar for different socks of the day. Hmm. And so it's food related. Food socks? Yeah. So it's like pizza and donuts and burgers. And I doubled up on it. I got the best worst advent calendar I've ever had in my entire life. I got a wine advent calendar, so I had to drink a different bottle of wine every day, and I am really hungover still. I'm hungover from yesterday, still. You know who's been doing a lot of wine in? Rudy Giuliani. Oh, lordy. <laughs> Man, he is just leaking fluid. He, he, he was leaking something. He's, he's definitely leaking something new R. It's like at the end of uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark when they look at the... <laughs> when they're looking at the Ark and their faces it's start melting. melting. You know, everyone's focusing on Rudy Giuliani melting. They're not focusing on the real problem. The positive things that he's doing. No, the real problem, and we're going to talk more about this next week, okay? Nazi submarines in Antarctica. (laughs) Coming up next week on the Biscuits and Gravy Show. That old chestnut. But first, are you feeling good on a Wednesday? (laughs) I am feeling good on a Wednesday. I've been watching a lot of South Park also, so this... Is close to my heart. I know. I went to pick you up to go to the beach the other day, and you're like, give me a couple minutes. I'm doing something important. And I'm like, cool. Yeah. That was not me watching South Park, though. That was me researching South Rece- Park. What were you researching in South Park? I was researching all the different variations of South Park uh, opening theme songs. Wow. All you're the- really doing the Lord's work here, Vincent Foti, on the Biscuits some- and Gravy Show. Somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to do it. Um, also, speaking of doing some research, I found a couple tidbits of information for Follow Up Junction. Ooh, I love couple tidbits, bro. You want to get in the Follow Up Junction? Let's do it. The hey, first no stop on the... Because <laughs> here comes a gravy pipe. This pipe is really dirty. <laughs> It's just like resin burning. <laughs> it's not even supposed to be this color. It's so dark. Okay. You smell it, right? All right. I'm going to give you some time to get acquainted with that. And uh, I'm going to go into follow-up junction. Mm. So uh, on the last, previously on Biscuits and Gravy, 
We were talking about the Bush twins. Of course. Not for warning, but of course we're talking about Bush twins, the political family. I did say Jenna Bush does sound like a porn star name. Oh, but my God. I said one was named Jenna, and I said what was the other one's name, and you said Barbara. And I said, no, I'm That's... talking about the Bush twins, not Barbara Bush. Turns out the other twin's name was Barbara. I know. You can't stop the buffalo, bro. They named the uh, they named the, the twin girl after the grandma, I guess. They No, they named her after Barbara Walters. Bar- <laughs> <laughs> Baba Wawa? Baba Wawa. Uh, also, Conan O'Brien. How oh, much, he has a new show. How much? Well, yeah, he's he's gonna have a new variety show on on HBO Max. So, how much did NBC have to pay him out? Because NBC is garbage people, and uh, they had so Jay Leno when they, go when they were found in breach of contract, uh, and Conan left the show, they were forced to pay him out his remaining contract, which was. $32.5 million. Oh, I was way off. I said like $258 million. <laughs> I said it was either $5 million or $500 million, and neither one of those was wow. correct. Wow, but hey, $32 million, bro. $32.5 million is nothing to sneeze at. Mm, I mean, I'll sneeze at it anyway. Also, we have been having the comedy shows every other Thursday night at Vibe. Yeah, so every two weeks at Vibe, the we historic didn't... Vibe Amphitheater in downtown Kihei. They're doing the socially distant show, right? For the the dis the, the distant social. Mm-hmm. And Remember when you were in high school, they would have socials. Yeah. Did they call them socials back in the day? Um, no, they, they call them dances. Soft hops. Yeah. I started a revolution in my school, so if you bought a single ticket, it was eight dollars, but you could buy a couple tickets for ten bucks, and I didn't have a girl to go with because I'm Chuck Thompson, and I went with Michael Diana instead. So we bought tickets together. And the school's like, oh, my God, this is our first gay couple. And I'm like, really? Because this is like 2005. There should be way more gay couples. And I'm not even gay. I'm just trying to save money. What's wrong with that? They're like, oh, my God, this is our first Jewish couple. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My high school was so terrible that there was a daycare so you could bring your kids to school while you went to school. (laughs) Uh, let me ask you this, Chuck. How was your Thanksgiving? It was so good. I ate duck. Duck is really fatty. And I made a duck three ways. We had pulled duck, and I had that with uh, some brie and jams and a couple other cheeses, my little charcuterie. Then we had uh, duck legs cooked confit. And then I sous vide. Confit means in the in, duck fat. In their own duck fat, yeah. And then I cooked duck breasts in the sous vide. And oh my lord, was that. Super Cook, yummy. A duck cooked in its own fat yeah. sounds so delicious. It's too fatty, actually. I made about six cups of stock just from the bones and extra pieces of it. Oh, you made stock? And I made, duck yeah, stock? I made a nice little mirepaw. And I then took that stock and then later in the week made risotto. And I cooked the rice and I used shallots. And uh, instead of butter, guess what I used? Um, duck ghee? fat. Oh, duck, duck fat. fat. Yeah. Oh, the old duck fat. And then fat. a little creme fraiche on top, and it was darn tootin' rootin' good, bro. That sounds really good. Mm-hmm. It's like in The Mandalorian, they they made bone broth. Yeah, bone broth, bone which broth. is a real thing. That's what my competitors Isn't that what at, Alex uh, at, John yeah, sells? My competitor. Broth. I mean, I don't know if you've ever heard of him. Small show. <laughs> Small time guy. But uh, he at InfoWars, that, that snake, is always peddling bone broth. Good old bone broth. Well, we'll talk more about all the Thanksgiving food on Gluttony Club. Mm. Oh, my God. I am so excited to talk about Venezuela later. 
We're going to talk a lot about TV. What are some TV shows you're going to spoil for us later? Uh, we'll talk about Fargo. Oh, I'm only like season or episode seven. We'll talk. Uh, so, and there's 11 episodes, so you got some more to go. <sighs> so we'll talk about go. The Mandalorian a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll talk about The, the Crown. Okay, I dig it. Yeah. There's just so much stuff to talk mm. about. Maybe we'll talk about Parks and Rec. I love Parks and Rec, man. And South Park. I've been watching so much TV. I love okay, it. so Parks and Rec again. Season one, really good. But you're right. Season two, they introduced a couple new characters. They got Rob Lowe in it. Rob Lowe made it better. Gotta say. Do you disagree? No, I do think Rob Lowe made it better. Yeah, I really like Rob Lowe's character. Just in like that. that sex tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's him and another dude, Rob though, Lo- isn't it? <laughs> Just saying. Rob Lowe makes everything better. Mm. I mean, if you were to have a three with Rob Lowe, would you want Rob Lowe 80s, Rob Lowe Parks and Rec, or Rob Lowe now? You know what? Dealer's choice. Dealer's choice. (laughs) (laughs) I want it on the set of Park Rex. That's what I want. Um, Mm. Let me ask you this, Would you rather have a three with Nick Offerman? (laughs) Nick Offerman? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he'll give me a mustache ride. Ooh, lordy. I... I think I want to keep my mustache. I have to shave my beard when I go back to work. Hold on. You're just going to get – you have the sweetest stash, bro. When I when I go back to work, I have to shave my beard, but oh, I no. think I'm going to keep the mustache. So we'll see. <laughs> my dad has had a mustache since I've been born, and I've never seen him without it. Really? Your dad's rocked a mustache for that long? Yep. That's unacceptable. I've never seen him without it. Never? I don't even know if I would recognize him if I saw him without the mustache. He's going to do it one day. He's going to turn 73 and just do it. <laughs> and we're like, oh, my God. Now, let me ask you a question. Does your dad tuck his shirt in all the time? You know what? He's one of those guys where it's like he'll tuck it in, but it will come untucked, and he won't re-tuck it back in. I'm sure that your mom just loves that. Like He'll just be walking around the house with his shirt like half out and half in. I'm a never tuck guy. I hate tucking it in. I, I say in or out. Weddings, weddings, war. weddings or funerals? Okay, I'll tuck it in. I'll wear the suit. Other than that, no. No tuck. No tuck. Have you heard about... Let me just uh, breach this subject real quick. Breach away, bro. Have you... Do you breach a subject or do you broach a subject? Have you heard about the monoliths, Chuck? Yeah, so the monoliths, for those of you just turning into the Biscuits and Gravy show, uh, I really like to take acid and watch <laughs> okay. really long movies, okay? So, very famous movie. Um, 2001. 2001, A Space Odyssey. By the way, it's rumored, if you have ever seen 2001, they have the big black monolith. Yeah. And it's rumored that the original iPhone was based on that design. Which makes sense. Did you ever read 2001, the book? No. In the book, uh, there's a passage where they're describing in the future, they'll have, instead of, you'll be able to have like a thing that you hold in your hand, like a screen, and it will get all the newspapers from all around the world, and you'll be able to read every newspaper from all around the world, and you'll get it sent right to your little screen. And it was basically describing- A what, cell phone. It was, it was describing like like an iPad, pretty much, or a or a cell phone. Yeah, it's rumored that Star Steve, Trek had cell phones. Come it, on, people! It's rumored that Steve Jobs based the the iPhone on the design of the monolith Ooh, I could see in two thousand one. Now, in two thousand one, Space Odyssey, it starts off with a twenty minute nonverbal segment, not to be confused with Trump's son, but a not a nonverbal segment where it's apes <laughs> fighting over. Not to be confused with Trump. Yeah. Uh, Apes fighting over uh, territory. And And they throw the bone up in the air. And it spins around into a spaceship. Within the mythology of 2001, this monolith is like this magical thing that 
bestows sentience or intelligence up upon these it, apes. It lifts it up again because they see the monolith later. It's discovered on one of the moons. Right. And they see it, and then it's, ooh, it goes from there. Not to spoil 2001 The Space Odyssey for you. Spoiler alert. Spoil really away. long. And, you know, I can't. Really long and kind of weird at the end. I can't tell you what the ending is. I don't, I don't even know. You're not supposed to know. It turns into a kid again. All right, so getting back on oh, track. Yeah. Me getting so, back on track? Vince Foti, please. So this week, <laughs> there was a monolith, a giant silver monolith. It looked like a jewel. I thought this you know whole those thing little was electric, fake. Uh, vaporized those little e-cigarettes. Yeah, it looks like a thumb jewels. drive. Yeah, it looks like a big metal thumb drive. Um, one of those was seen. Somebody was flying a helicopter over the desert in Utah, and they saw this giant monolith just sticking out of the ground. So they're like, "What the heck is this thing?" So they go down to investigate, and I believe they told the government. But then somebody came, like a bunch of people came in the middle of the night and took it away. So now there's all these all these rumors and conjecture about what's going on. Who took the monolith? What are they hiding? It was the Men in Black. All you have to do is make it and then take it away, and then it looks suspicious. But then I've seen other news it's articles all very hush about hush. monoliths, and yeah, uh, so the other ones seem to be fake, though, right? There's been a lot of copycats, and it's kind of become a meme at this point where mm-hmm. people are posting all pictures of monoliths at their house and stuff. Yeah, but it's all pictures of 2001 A Space Odyssey. Yeah, or or else. people taking a, a picture of like a metal shelf turned sideways, so it looks like a monolith. Oh, that's clever. I like um, it. Or taking a picture of a jewel or something like that. Hmm. Um, but it's, it's now it'd be weird if there was a monolith in Utah, especially because as we know, that's where Jesus lived. <laughs> but the Mormons do believe that they have their own. What's the name of the the Mormon? Oh, they planet? have their own planet. It's called like Kolob. Oh, I, I think know. it's called Kolob. Wow, no way. Is the name of the? Let's collaborate and look that up. Uh, it's that's the name of the Mormon planet. So yeah. maybe the Mormons uh, y- were using the monolith in order to contact aliens, so they can. What get to is Kolob. the Mormon planet? Find out next on the Biscuits and Gravy Show. And they also wear that weird uh, Mormon underwear, right? They do wear the Mormon underwear, which is so funny because, like, what if the world got obliterated right now and people were, like, in the future were, like, looking to see what was going on and they only had, like, media from the 90s? They would think that humans had really weird clothing, right? And that everybody tucked their shirts and their jeans. (sighs) So bizarre. (laughs) So bizarre. You tuck or I tuck. Yeah, so they have to wear – Watch the first season of Seinfeld. It's nearly – the fashion choices are are virtually unwatchable. pretty brutal, dude. Pretty brutal. Elaine looks like she's wearing, like, canvas sacks. Yeah. And she's <laughs> supposed to be hot. Ugh. Oh, lordy. So they, it's like a long john they have to wear underneath it, kind of, right? <laughs> so they all look like, like 1800s prospectors. Uh, why would the monolith be in Gold! Utah? Because aliens, dude. Because aliens. So let me ask you this. Isn't there also, like big stone monoliths that are spread around the world in like Illuminati spots. Like there's one outside the Vatican. There's yes. one in yes, yes, in yes. like the the London city, the secret London city of London. Well London is a business, but we'll talk about that later, of course. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. The secret London city? Yeah, I know. Because there's like a si- there's like London the city. But, but there's then, a secret London. But then there's a secret London called the City of London, mm-hmm. which is inside the London city limits, and that's where all the Illuminati and stuff live. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has its own 
like king or something like that or president the uh, bank really... of london where it resides now used to be like a roman sacrifice spot a lot of weird stuff going on right in and london. and this the actual city itself has been around since like the romans this is before them even yeah that's which is what the the london metropolitan area was named after mm-hmm. but the city of london is not london the city Weird, guys. Totally weird. Go, we'll talk more about that maybe later sometime. On so you're saying maybe. that there's different monoliths around the world in Illuminati spots. What does it mean, Vincent Fodi? What means, does it mean? I don't know, but it's all very phallic. Now, and I don't care for it. Ancient alien theorists will say that they're landing spots for ancient alien technology. Bro, if you're traveling like 39 parsec million light years away, whatever unit of measurement you want to talk about for space travel, right? If you're sniffing the snuff, bro, if you got the spice, you don't need no rock landing pad to tell you where to go, bro. Dude, I cannot wait for that new movie, bro. I cannot wait. You're talking about the new Dune movie? I cannot wait. By Villanueva. Mm-hmm. What else we got in the show, Vincent Fodi? Well, since we're talking about kooky conspiracies, let's get right into Conspiracy Cookbook. Oh, my God. I have been chomping at the bit for Conspiracy Cookbook, everybody. Because Set your ovens to 420. Grab the tinfoil hats. Turn it into a boat, because next week we're talking about Nazi submarines. <laughs> but first, Venezuela. We're talking about Nazi submarines in Antarctica. Yes. And also, didn't they build, like, a, a hole to the center of the Earth? Yes. And there's chuds down there? Well, also, there's part of Antarctica that's melting right now. Global warming is fake. Look it up, everybody. Exposing hatches. And because there is an ancient alien city living under Antarctica, but some people say that it might not be aliens. It might be cannibalistic human underground dwellers. Cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers. And as we all know... Also known as chuds. The United States government... Uh, between World War One and the end of World War Two, started building more and more cities underground, and now there's actually people that live underground. Wow. So more on that next week, guys, on Biscuits and Gravy. But now we're going to wean ourselves off of the political conspiracy, <laughs> the nutcase world that is 2020, and we, as Trump is maybe going to leave, we, uh, he's we, still winning. I think we have to make hay In while the sun is shining. Biscuits and Gravy canon, Trump is still the winner, right? <laughs> and also in Trump's mind. Mm. And so his delicate genius. We are watching the, the dying light of a of a giant collapsing star of the, the Trump administration and it's sending out pulsar waves of ridiculous <laughs> conspiracy theories. Yes. <laughs> Be uh, spearheaded by none other than Rudy Giuliani, disgraced Trump lawyer Rudy oh Giuliani, uh, in his last-ditch efforts to try to continue. I don't even think that they really believe that Trump is going to win. I think they're just trying. They have to just try. They have to continue to to pretend that they have a chance so that they can continue collecting campaign donations, right? Yeah, people. Oh, that's the biggest thing. The biggest scandal about Trump career is that. Out of all the terrible stuff he's done, people who are giving him his money and building the wall, no, he's just taking all that money. People are still giving Trump money. And so if he comes out and says it's over, then he has to he has to stop taking money. So but as long, as long as he can keep the fight alive. So in as part of these last-ditch efforts, they've been trying to throw every single type of conspiracy against the wall to see what sticks. And the most recent one involved... Venezuela? Venezuela. And apparently, this is their new claim, is that Hugo Chavez (laughs) has become reanimated. He came back to life. Hugo Chavez, who died in 2013, 
came back to life and is now working with the Democrats to fix... I hear a little bit of trepidation in your voice. Are you a little bit unclear about what's happening here, Vincent? Why don't Cody? you tell me what the conspiracy is? Because I'm not, oh, I'm not a hundred percent on solid ground here. First of all, Hugo Chavez, who died uh, in 2013, allegedly. Uh, <laughs> he has this really great moment on TV <laughs> where uh, Bush was speaking at like the UN or whatever, and then he goes up and is like, "It sounds like sulfur in here." Like he did this whole like overacted bit about how Bush smells like a match going up in flames because he is, I guess, um, in his culture, that means you're the devil. Right. Sulfur is usually connected to the devil. The the devil! Or also farting. Yes. Which, (laughs) I mean, hey, if you're from Texas, you have some farts, bro. Maybe Bush Bush just uh, crop dusted him. Now, so... They don't call him Bush's baked beans I don't know why you're really speculating on this this theory. It makes perfect sense to me, Vincent Foni. So, you know, Hugo, Hugo Chavez, Chavez is running is some a sort of zombie huge junta. socialist. Okay. Uh huh. Now, and he's very anti-oil, right? Uh, Venezuelan oil, yeah. very different. And, and they, of course, they the Democrats, the Democrats, the Democrats are, are gonna shipping using out him. The, okay. The ballots to you're, Venezuela, mm-hmm. and they're being counted in Germany. No, you're adding extra steps to this. I'm okay? not adding extra steps. They I'm taking out steps. They animated him okay. <laughs> because they needed his help to overthrow the Republicans. Okay. So okay. Hugo Chavez Now this just ties back in rig ballots. to everything I've always been saying here, that those Democrats, those shape-shifting lizard people, okay, uh-huh. the Hillary Rotten Clintons, okay, the sniffing hair Bidens, okay, they get their, their longevity from the blood of little kids, okay? They eat people, Vincent Foti. What I want to know is, how is the CIA connected to this? And are they trying to sneak cocaine in with these with these illegal ballots that no, are coming that up from Venezuela? Be, that would be great, though. <laughs> if You know what? If, like You can vote by mail, but it comes with like a bump, you know? <laughs> like, America's really high when they voted. This is amazing. I would vote for Trump. If he sent me a bump of cocaine in the mail... In the mail? I would yeah. vote for Trump. Yeah, I like that. I saw this this meme, uh, which is where I get most of my information from Although, about voting. If you get white powder in the mail, we're supposed to be afraid of that. Uh, anthrax was so you know. By the way, when anthrax the whole conspira- conspiracy came up, it was all New World Order taking over again, and people were so wrong. It's now that they're doing it. Anthrax is so early two thousands. Yeah, it's so long ago. Are you, you talking about that? the 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 powder or, or the, the band? band. <laughs> I like that for some reason MTV inter- interviews the guy from Anthrax for like everything. Really? He would just like live. Yeah, he has like the, the, the weird beard that looks like anal beads. <laughs> He's just a commentator. Yeah, on everything. <laughs> so, uh, and then here's the funniest part is that we all know that Trump and Giuliani are more like Giuliani. Giuliani gonna have to leave the country soon and have to live in a country that has no what's that called, Vincent Defodi? Extradition. Extradition treaty. And what is the number one country that pops up when you talk about not having an extradition treaty? Uh, that would be Venezuela. That would be Venezuela! <laughs> also, uh, should we point out the, the added level of irony that it turns out to have been Giuliani himself who has who had connections to Hugo Chavez? Yes, and had, still has <laughs> connections to Venezuela. Giuliani's law firm that he worked at, that he was a partner at. Yes. Was hired 
to do lobbying work for, for Hugo Chavez. I know. <laughs> so it's just another example of any time that the Republicans accuse you of something, it's something that they themselves are actually guilty of. Oh, my God. Like that uh, police commissioner who was really anti-gay, they found him climbing out the window of a 25 25- uh, male, twenty five. That was like male. the president of Turkey or something, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a police commissioner. Oh, it was like the president. I don't know. Does Turkey have presidents? <laughs> Not anymore. I don't know. What's an Ottoman? <laughs> what is an Ottoman? Uh, uh, anything else for Venezuela today? Didn't, didn't we send one of our correspondents that way? Well, it's funny you should ask. We happen to have boots on the ground in Venezuela as we speak. <laughs> they are they are knee high boots, <laughs> and they're made for walking. <laughs> Thanks for tuning into the Biscuits and Gravy Show right here on KKU, KKU 88.5, The Voice of Maui. He's Vincent Fodi. I am Chuck Sauce. We are Biscuits and Gravy. And every time a radio show gets canceled, and oh boy, do they get canceled, An baby. angel gets its wings. We, being the amoeba that we are, absorb their budget. And our budget, just like the military industrial com, is completely bloated, and we got extra money to burn, baby. Eisenhower warned against the biscuits and gravy budget. He did. He warned in his final address. He warned us about <laughs> his farewell address. Eisenhower warned about biscuits. It's and farewell gravy. to biscuits. Now, and the U.S. we did not utilize our budget for a crack team that does all of our investigating for us, right? Crack team. You so mean the CIA? Everything we do is the word of God, one hundred percent true little bit of leeway in there sometimes and we also use that money to send one of our correspondents friend of the air go the best correspondent in the world and okay? fellow comedian and a fellow comedian miss corky gardner miss corky gardner and a lovely segment we call where in the world is corky where in the world is corky is brought to us by lindsey graham's graham crackers they're rich they're white and they're salty if you want the best crackers in your pantry lindsey graham's in the closet warning represents 1860s thought <laughs> The Biscuits and Gravy Show is presented in part by Gary Oldman Senior Center. If your years are golden, spend them with Oldman. Biscuits and Gravy is brought to us by Robert Downey Jr.'s Down Jackets. They'll keep you warm even when the temperature is less than zero. <laughs> you don't have to be Sherlock Holmes to figure out these are quality jackets. <laughs> Funding for Where in the World is Quirky is presented part by Sylvester Stallone Speech Therapy Center. Sylvester Stallone Speech Therapy Center for when your speech skills are a little, a little rocky. rocky. All right, so you ready to get Quirky on the line? And listeners like you. And viewers like you. Okay, Quirky, we, we, we've got Quirky on there. How you doing, Quirky? Hey, how you doing? Buenos dias. <laughs> hey, buenos dias Really to you. blending in there. Buenos noches now. That's right. <laughs> yeah, this is bit, we're doing biscuits and gravy in the evening. Damn. What time is it there where you're at? Oh, it's six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> okay, I don't know if that's completely accurate, but <laughs> <laughs> feels like it. So, Corky, you you want to tell our listeners where we sent you this week? To Venezuela. Mm. Uh, now we were just talking uh, about in Venezuela. Now, there's a conspiracy that Hugo Chavez has risen from the grave and is helping uh, the Democrats in America throw the election. Have you seen Hugo Chavez? I did. He was at Walmart. <laughs> wow. Really? So he's back, huh? Yeah. He's back, back again? He was getting trousers. Yep. Now, wow. he, I would think that Hugo Chavez would be against Walmart because of how capitalistic it is. Well, he needs a good pair of trousers more than anybody. Well, yeah, I guess if you've been dead a long time, your Plus, clothes aren't going to fit you anymore. This is not just the Hugo Chavez that we know and love from before. This is the reanimated Hugo Chavez 
And all they're trying to do is stop Trump. And all Trump's trying to do is make America great again. Now, Cor- I agree. Corky, we sent you to Venezuela as part of our um, No Extradition series. Mm-hmm. So how, uh, how are the people of Venezuela taking to the idea that President Trump and his cronies might move down there after the election is all finalized. Oh, they're all they're all for it. They just you know, bring it on. They said. Oh, <laughs> oh so they're into it. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's pretty cool. They want you know they need people to put more spotlights on the baseball the baseball scene they got out there. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people are playing baseball. That's what we're all big about here in Venezuela. Trump, Trump wants to turn that into golf courses. No. <laughs> Wait till I hear that. Oh, no. Now, we also know that Venezuela is a big hotspot for growing and distributing cocaine. Not hot yes. enough, baby. And the the CIA also uh, smuggles a lot of cocaine out of yes. Venezuela into what? the U.S. So have you seen Our any government of, smuggles drugs? Have you seen any CIA agents down there? Have you sampled any of the cocaine down there? Um, a little A, a little B. <laughs> <laughs> What else well, have we you... don't have that petty cash fund for nothing, Corky. Taste the good stuff. <laughs> yeah, right. it was too. It's too petty, man. <laughs> we need a budget. Budget next year. <laughs> we need to talk to the board. Can we get a, more, a higher cocaine budget for Corky? <laughs> right. You guys, gas is dirt, dirt cheap out here, guys. It's like subsidized. <laughs> no, it's that's the price that gas should be. We. we that's Hugo Chavez hated big American oil companies and wanted them out, and that's why gas is so cheap down there. They also oh, have really great public. Go. They also have really great public transportation. Things that our government is really against. They um, want us driving the cars, everybody. But yeah. also, Venezuela also recently came into a lot of oil. They're a very oil rich company right now, right? Mm-hmm. So they're probably. Can you say that phrase, oil rich? <laughs> So oil rich. So I I believe that they are. Uh, I think that's how they're subsidizing the gas. So you're saying that it's really cheap down there because of how they how have much tons of a of surplus of oil that they have. Yep, we're big producers of steel too. Doesn't Trump love the steel industry? <laughs> <laughs> well, not American steel, but no. Oh, Only that's from right. China. No, he likes two steel. That's what you. Oh, Lordy! Oh, you guys are it. ripping him a new one, and I won't stand for it. <laughs> Anything well, else cool down in Venezuela that you want to talk about? Yeah, some barbecues. Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. some barbacoa. Well, barbacoa, you, you yeah. I love a good barbacoa. <laughs> <laughs> what you know about barbacoa? I love barbacoa because do they do it emu style where they, they like cook it in the ground or what kind of, what kind yeah, of barbecue? Yeah, exactly. What you said. <laughs> no, it's that, it's, I've seen more in the streets of Venezuela to be the above ground style, more like the uh, huli huli way. Yeah, we yeah. have a little bit of both. You know, we dabble. Have you seen any chalets down there, Corky? Yes, I'm in a chalet right now. <laughs> okay. No way! Yeah. Wow. A so, chalet is anywhere. A chalet is where the heart is. <laughs> you got a big ski community <laughs> down there in Venezuela? Well, yeah, I am skiing, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> a lot of snow. A lot of snow, if you know what I mean. So, oh, Corky, I know you're down there to do some, some good you know, social studies exploration for us as some of our think pieces on the show, uh-huh. okay? But we sent you down there for a reason, okay? Trump's attorneys are saying that, uh, I don't know if you know this, but Dominion Voting is owned by Hugo Chavez, and that's why the Repub- uh, the Democratic Party brought him back. 
So we sent you down there to get more information on this quirky gardener. So have you found any information on Dominion Voting, the the, the company that makes the voting machines? Yeah, I'm looking into it, and it appears to be bullshit. Whoa, who would have thought <laughs> that, I don't think you that can say one that of on the radio, Trump's quirky. claims would be BS? <laughs> I can't believe it. <laughs> Yeah, that's preliminary finding. The mental gymnastics you have to do to believe that the Democrats are not cheating us out of Trump winning is just crazy. You know, I, I think it's completely conceivable to think that the Democratic Party reanimated Hugo Chavez and that he owns Dominion voting, and that's what's controlling the election. I think you're right, Chuck. I think that's the best shot we have. I think the bigger thing is what are they going to reanimate next, huh? Animaniacs. Oh, dude, I should talk about that later. I love the new Animaniacs. We're going to be the Reanimaniacs. All righty. Yeah, there it is. Gardner. Good news, bad news. Good news is um, we're going to Venmo you some money to do some fun stuff in Venezuela. And I want to hear all about it. So you can get your lift ticket. And speaking of snow... Uh, we are sending you to Antarctica next week. So you're gonna no be on a way. you're gonna be on a boat for about four days, dude, Wait, does, and you're gonna hate it. Does Antarctica not have extradition? Uh, actually, more about that next week because it's divided up into seven different countries, oh. and extradition gets really gnarly with it. But there's there can't be much of a military force, so extradition treaty boundaries get really wild in there. Just like the but moon. the biggest question is maybe Trump will go to the moon. Do Nazis have extradition treaties? <laughs> Ooh. Do the cannibalistic human ground under or cannibalistic human underground dwellers have extradition treaties? I don't and think Corky Gardner is going to find all about it next week. And where in the world is Corky? <laughs> Seriously, get right. get, a, get a Gore-Tex coat. It's going to be freezing. Oh, God. Well, thank you very much, Chuck. I'll talk to you later. All righty. Take care. Stay safe, Corky. It's actually summer in in Antarctica, but it's still really cold. Who would have thought? This is one of the only times a year we could actually get Corky down there. Um, I don't know if you know a friend of the show, Kilo Nevius. It's not accessible halfway. Most of the year, year it's not accessible. I believe it's not accessible because the Earth is flat, and that's the end of the Earth, and the New World Order doesn't want us to go beyond it and seek our real realities. But that's just me. More about that next week. The ice wall from Game of Thrones is based on the real ice wall that the CIA built around Antarctica to keep us from finding out that the Earth is flat. (sighs) Or something like that. What will they... What will they do to us next, Vincent Fodi? After we sent Quirky to <laughs> Venezuela. She is going to vomit so much on that boat. I, it is so gross. I did some research on traveling to Venezuela, and apparently you're not supposed to do it. Yeah, no. It's Remember our legal team was dangerous. like, don't do this, Vincent Fodi. And uh, there's a lot of kidnappings and uh, murders and stuff going on. Oh, yeah, there. it's super so, high high rate, yeah. So maybe capitalism's not all that bad. Corky can handle herself, though. Oh, yeah, no one's getting... It's not where in the kidnapped is Corky. If, <laughs> if we miss her, we really will have to play where in the world is Corky. <laughs> where in the world is Corky? Where in the world is Corky? Is Corky. Where in the world is Corky is presented in part by Pierce Brosnan's earrings. From golden eye to gold in ear. Get pierced. Today's show is also brought to us by Benedict Cumberbatch's Cumberbuns. Let Benedict go to waste. Funny for the biscuits and gravy comes in part by Bob Dylan's Dill Pickles. Hey, Vince. Looking for something Jewish and shriveled? I am. Look no further than Bob Dylan's Dill Pickles. And also by Matthew Broderick's Broderickshaw's 
the safest way to be on the road with Matthew Broderick. Uh, warning, not available in Ireland. No. Something happened with him in Ireland mm. that they don't want him on the road. That's a subsidiary of Rick Astley's Rickshaw Rides. They're, Rick Astley's Rickshaw Rides, they've been with us from the beginning. <sighs> Located since, since in old two. Oahu. <laughs> All right, so Chuck, I'm feeling a little hungry. Wait. I'm feeling so hungry. I was hoping we'd dive on into Gluttony Club, bro. We've eaten some new restaurants this week, and I want to give them some love on the radio. Oh yeah, here come the meat sweats. Am I right? Mm. Here come the meat sweats. <laughs> uh, so first things first, I want to give a shout out to Jersey Mike's for giving me a free sandwich on my birthday. <laughs> Not because I am famous, but because if you sign up for their app, you get a free sandwich. On your birthday, you get a free Sammy. I and also want to give a shout out to Jersey Mike's because I went to Jersey Mike's today for lunch. Oh no way! Yeah, I got the Chipotle chicken cheesesteak. Oh, it's so good. And I came home and I put some of that smoked scorpion. I wondered why you had it out. Uh, hot sauce. It, it goes so good on everything. What spice company is that? That's High Spice. High Spice. Friend, Love those friends guys. of the show. High Spice. We had them on about two years ago. Can you believe it? Thanksgiving. No Halloween. It was Halloween last year. Or Halloween last year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Good we had them on last Halloween. Another shout out. I had an interesting Philly cheesesteak this week. It was with shrimp, and it was Kahale's lunchbox in Kahalui. Fantastic. So what's uh, I got the when I went to Jersey Mike's I got the giant size sub. Oh, of course, extra. the one that feeds two to four people, the and you're one. like, no, thank you. It's it's all me, bro. So I ate the first half, and I was still hungry, and I was like, should I eat this second half? You're like Homer Simpson when he gets a six foot long sandwich, <laughs> and. I knew I shouldn't eat it because I knew I would be tired and groggy. Because you're not two to six people. <laughs> because I am not two to six people. You know you can get extra meat for a dollar fifty, and it's so worth it. Oh really? Yeah, it's the best mm. hookup in in the industry. But long story short, TLDR, I did eat both halves of the sandwich. And then and then I you I, took a nap. I passed out for like two hours. Is that why you said no rush <laughs> when I called? <laughs> when you called me, I was I was literally sleep. I was like in a, sl- a deep slumber when oh, you called me. I'm glad. Yeah. So I feel good now, though. I had some espresso, and now mm-hmm. I'm nice and awake. Uh, for Gluttony Club, before we get into Thanksgiving, let's talk about a couple other things. Uh, I wanted to talk about the Bush. The Bush Biscuits. I know. I'm so excited. Bush's War Crime Biscuits, <laughs> which, uh, so the Bush family, <laughs> while they were living in the White House, they had their own personal chef, and he used to make biscuits for them, and he said that it was the Bush family's favorite biscuits. So, of course, this guy got interviewed for a high-profile magazine, and uh, I don't know if you guys subscribe to Biscuit Weekly, but it was it was quite, it's a really good periodical, actually. Do we put that it. out, or is it? <laughs> no, no, no. We put out Gravy Aficionado. <laughs> gravy Aficionado. That's quarterly. So, of course, who wants to know about the Bush Biscuits? I'm raising my hand. Are you raising your hand, Vincent Tody? We all want to know about the Bush Biscuits. Uh, so, in a <laughs> in an interview for Parade Magazine, because we all read Parade Magazine. Who doesn't? So you want to? These are jalapeno, don't rain on my parade. Jalapeno cheese biscuits. You want to hear the ingredients for these? That salty dog would like. No wonder he smelled like sulfur when he went up there, bro. You was, know this biscuit's gonna give you the farts, bro. Five cups of flour. That's the farts right there. Three tablespoons of sugar. It's not enough. Baking powder, salt, baking soda. One cup of grated sharp cheddar cheese. Ooh. Three jalapeno peppers, seeded and chopped. One cup of butter flavored shortening two cups of buttermilk one package of yeast and a little bit of warm water 
So that's it's simple. A lot. It's simple. It's to the point. I like it, I'm like it's a lot. You're like it's simple. It's it's it Just makes like th- him. well it makes three dozen biscuits. So oh, that's okay. It's a big recipe. Yeah. But yeah, a little a little uh, cheese in there, a little jalapenos. That's the Bush's favorite biscuit. So you get the private personal chef when you're the president. Like, do the Secret Service get to eat like any of the leftovers? Do you think or like? I don't know. I would think you, so. What do you think, like, the cookbook for, like, Obama and the Bushes versus, like, the cookbook for Trump? What? How few less pages? There's no, there's no the cookbook, cookbook for, for Trump. Trump. It's, it's just a takeout menu. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's just you know, the drawer where everybody puts their takeout menus? Yeah, that's, that's him right there. I wouldn't even be, I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't have a chef. He just had, like, KFC on, on speed dial i want kfc on speed dial i have kfc on speed dial i have in my favorites for under my phone right now <laughs> it's all food establishments it's like it's like the kitchen and 808 deli oh, i love 808 deli r.i.p the kitchen bro and you and diana i think that's that's all you need only people in my favorites that's all you need under my phone, phone yeah that's all you need baby uh-huh. Now, so you smoked a turkey for Thanksgiving, huh? I did smoke a turkey. Did you wrap it in anything really delicious? I did. I wrapped it in bacon. I'm just pitching softballs today, baby. So you got to brine. You got to brine that turkey if you're going to You got to brine a turkey. Because you don't want it to dry out. Mm. So that's what I always I always did. You take a couple days to defrost it. Then the day before, you brine it. Then the day of, you take it out. You rub it with rub. Now, are you, you a saltwater like brine guy? Are you half salt, half vinegar, and do you stuff it with any herbs or citrus? I like to I don't I don't stuff it with anything until Lame. until it's time to put it right on the on the smoker. I don't stuff it while I'm brining it. Okay. Do you put anything but, in the water while you brine? Yeah, you got to do water, salt, a little bit of brown sugar, honey, bay leaves, rosemary. The bay leaves really do it, man. Bay leaves in any temperature water will really permeate anything you're cooking yeah bay leaves are good to to brine or marinate stuff Mm -hmm. in always good and so you put all that in there you make sure that the that the turkey is completely covered with water and you just let it brine overnight then the next day you take it out you dry it off you put your rub on there you inject it with your butter and your chicken stock because that's what you know you got to inject it too so it comes out nice and juicy i like to use a blend of melted butter chicken stock and a little bit of herbs vince's blend that's vince's blend and uh, i like i like to mix in some um powdered uh some like garlic powder Mm -hmm. so you get that nice garlic buttery chicken stock flavor and then you're ready to throw it on the smoker so i just i just let it smoke all day as pretty much as long as possible until the smoker starts to cool down then when you when the temperature stops rising you can't get it anymore Throw it, pop it in the oven, take it off the smoker, put it in the oven, and just bring it up to temp. And when it hits 180, you're good to go. When does the bacon come into play? Oh, well, we after I did the rub and everything, then we, we just layered it with bacon and tied it up. So, so when we tied it up, the bacon was tied up in on the turkey underneath. Oh, I also put, I like to stuff mine with like an apple and some rosemary. See, that's what I was wondering because a lot of people stuff it with, hold your breath, Vincent Fody, stuffing. stuffing. And you shouldn't do it. Yeah, you're not supposed to stuff the stuffing totally in the bird. Some people, some people like to do it. I mean, you can do it because by the time you're done cooking your turkey, it's going to be at a safe temp. Should be, but, eh, but not always. Just, just avoid that whole bee's nest altogether and just make your stuffing on the side. Mm-hmm. No, it's no, way better. They really nailed it with the adding water and butter and then doing nothing else. And a lot of people like to make their own stuffing. It is easy to make your own stuffing, but you know what? 
You're not going to get better yeah, than just stove Just buy top. it like three months in advance when buy, it's a dollar off. Buy some stovetop. Oh, dude, I, you're I not, should be buying stovetop right now. Garen's, bro. you're not going to find a better stuffing than stovetop stuffing. So, so I don't even know why you're wasting your time making your own stuffing when you could just go buy a box of stovetop. Although I have made my own cranberry sauce. Got to say, really liked it. You made your own cranberry sauce? Yeah, I didn't do it this year. But you How much put, sugar do you have to put in that? Because cranberries are like gross. All the sugar. It's four like, like four more. <laughs> than the amount that you put in. And then you put an orange peel in it. It's weird. Yeah. But I'm, I, I made but jelly like, out of uh, the dragon fruit, and it's also like a five sugar to one dragon fruit ratio. But dragon fruit, when you eat them, uh, when you just get them normally, are good. Yeah, but they're Whereas not that Whereas cranberries sweet. are uh, like acrid and, yeah. and Whoa! terrible. Nice. Like, nobody wants to actually eat cranberries. You have to put so much sugar to make a cranberry edible. Mm-hmm. It's almost not worth it. They're like Playboy models. It's like like ginger ale and cranberry juice are have have like a way higher sugar content than other regular. Any soda, I know it's like nuts. Yeah, it's like you would think that ginger ale is like healthier for you because it's no, ginger. Not at all. But no, there's like more sugar in ginger ale than there is in in Pepsi. Mm-hmm. I had to butcher a duck for my Thanksgiving, and I'll tell you guys, too much work. And then you sous vide it. Too much work, guys, to cut up a duck. I'm just gonna pay extra and buy the ducks in pieces instead. Yeah, but. One, can you find that on Maui? And two, you do have the added benefit when you do it yourself of having stuff left over. Like you said, you made stock. You and got, I you saved had the duck, duck fat, fat and everything like that. Oh, so my God. I there made are benefits a to doing quart it of duck gravy, dude. Ugh, so good. Um, after Thanksgiving, of course, we did the Thanksgiving sandwiches. Mm-hmm. If you want to do it Friends style. <laughs> oh, here come the meat sweats. Then <laughs> That's funny. The trick is to... in. In between the two pieces of bread and the sandwich, you do a third piece of bread that's dipped in gravy. That's how you do it. So that's that's like the Friends, the Monica-style Thanksgiving sandwich. She was fat back then. I like to do my regular Thanksgiving sandwich. Um, you can also do it in a wrap, as we talked about a couple weeks ago. I like it better, actually. And uh, also, for leftover Thanksgiving stuff, I made something called the Pilgrim Pie. Oh, lordy. Which, if you remember, we talked about on the show... There was a Pilgrim Pie. There was a pizza place in New York that was doing something called the Pilgrim Pie, which is it's like a pizza crust with gravy, mm-hmm. cheese, turkey, and craisins. Yeah. And so I I mean the cheese and gravy I dig. I did something that was similar to that. We did gravy as the base. Okay. And then all the leftover shredded smoked turkey. That's ah, so good. Threw some craisins on there. I so bought some good. brie and I sliced up the brie and put the brie, do the brie on bro. there. If and, you ain't putting brie in your leftover turkey, you're a job turkey. And uh, then I also made some stuffing on the side. And then when the pizza came out, we took the stuffing and and like sprinkled the stuffing on top of the pizza. And I gotta say, it was edible. It was edible. <laughs> yeah. I I wouldn't say it was the best. You know what um, goes really well with craisins? Chocolate and peanuts. <laughs> well, the craisins. I think next time if I did it again, the craisins I would put on at the end because when I put the craisins in the oven with on the pizza, they kind of like f- caramelized and mm-hmm. got hard almost. Okay, I don't like that. So you you don't, you want to put the craisins on at the end. Now, crazy thought. I also ever... put the stuffing on at the end so the stuffing didn't get like burned. Instead of cranberry, you mustard, man. Just mustard with leftover turkey is just so good. I don't know the pilgrims didn't do it, but yeah. the pilgrims did a lot of things I'm not going to do. Mustard's so good with a lot of stuff. I do a uh, brie and arugula with leftover turkey. That's the jam, everybody. On a marble rye, if can. Now that's 
the delish. Um, I also want to take a moment to talk about, if we get off the Thanksgiving train for a moment, boop, boop. I want to talk about one final thing that I made recently that was very what? close to my heart what? because it has so much cholesterol. So much. Uh, I got a pasta maker in the mail. Yeah. That I ordered off Amazon. So it's like a pasta roller that you connect to your KitchenAid. Y'all got like appliances your, going on here. To your stand kitchen, mixer. Dude. So this is like a heavy duty. The KitchenAid's a thing you can do to like make. Like dough at home, it does it for you. It really is like a mini commercial yeah. grade. So I've been making all kinds item. of pasta, and uh, f- to go with my homemade pasta, I decided to make one of my all-time favorite dishes that I haven't had since I left Philadelphia. It's a little thing called brajol. So what? I, I, don't I can't even pronounce it nor spell it. Can I so eat it? B r a c i o l e bracciole. Whoa! Also, can you even say that on the radio? Also known colloquially as Brajol. Ooh, colloquial. Now, brajol. That's the best local. <laughs> brajol is you take like a like a chuck steak, hey, or, or uh, like a London broil or something like okay. that. Okay, something you can pound out maybe a little you bit. Pound it out. So I bought a pound meat, it out, I bought bro. a meat hammer. I pounded it. You want to pound it hammer. real thin, and you want to cut it into uh, kind of strips once once it's pounded out. That's maybe like let's say like four inches by six inches, something like that. You know, like a nice, nice size rectangle, and I also use the tenderizer side to get it all nice to get it all broken down. You want this this meat to be all. That's broken the down two and ready sides of the hammer. One is a pounder, and the other one is like it's got little like divots in it, so it's like it like pokes the meat too. Oh, uh, interesting. Yeah, so um, I that, just found out the Costco steak is tenderized mechanically, and ooh. I guess I'm okay with that. And so. Then you you flatten out the things you got to and and what you're gonna do is you're gonna roll this up. So on the bottom, I like to put some herbs, some mm-hmm. garlic. Yeah, you like saying the word herbs today, bro. Herbs, garlic, you're an cheese. Herb. You know, I got some cheese. some mixed Asiago uh, and um, pecorino romano. You're putting dry Italian cheeses. Put dry, some dried Italian cheeses on there, uh, and then I also put in a like a slice of prosciutto. And then once you got all oh, so your good. all your garlic, herbs, cheeses, and prosciutto all lined up, you want to roll it up. You tie it up with some butcher's twine, so you got it's oh, so it's good. it's like this delicious kind of like rollade. Yeah, like this meat rollade. You sear it real quick in some hot oil. Oh yeah. And then you then you take them out, put them on the side. You build your sauce because you know mm-hmm. when you're bu- making Italian food, you start off with the garlic and the oil. You saute that together. together. Then you add everything. You put in uh, your basil and all that stuff. You make your sauce. Mm -hmm. Then you put it back in. You put the brajols back into the sauce and just braise everything. Just cook it low and slow. How much you cook it for? I want to say probably about two, three hours. Wow. Just braising it uh, really low and slow for a long time. And then when when it comes out, you cut off the twine. And you can cut it with a butter knife. It's just so tender, and inside is just all the herbs and the cheese mm. and the prosciutto. And you you can pull it apart with a fork. It's so tender. You know, the cutting of the twine has got to be like the sexiest thing you've done. It's the it's by ever. far the sexiest thing the I've sexiest, done bro. all year. You oh should see me Lord. just cutting off that little piece of twine, and at that point, it's all cooked and stays together. Oh my god, it's so good. Brajul, isn't I'll, it funny? I'm I gonna it have, was like brajul. We're gonna have you over next time. To, I'll, to I'll eat some brajul as long as I'm there for when you cut the ribbon. It came out like 10 times better than I thought it was going to, yeah. and I thought it was going to come out good. Ah, so delicious. Oh, man. And who would have thought that Vince Foti would like so much Italian food? Yeah, who would have thought? Real real mystery solving <laughs> we're doing on the show today. Who would have thought that, that prosciutto rolled up in, in meat 
and sauce and garlic would be delicious. Yeah, like the veal one where it's breaded with prosciutto and mozzarella. Like, that's just cheating, right? It's just too good. <laughs> Thanks for tuning into the Biscuits and Gravy Show on KAKU, KAKU 88.5, The Voice of Maui. Funding for the Biscuits and Gravy comes in part by Condoleezza's Rice. It'll advocate war crimes against hunger. And also by Toe for Grace's Etiquette School. When you go for grace, call Toe for Grace. Funny for the Biscuits and Gravy Show comes in part by Jeremy Irons Irons. You'll be impressed with Jeremy Irons. Oh, that's exciting. Ooh, you hear that, Chuck? Uh-huh. You hear that sound? You know what that means? That sound can be one down and one down only. It's time for Spoiler Alert with Ooh. Vincent Fodi. Now, some of us have to go outside, enjoy the beach, our relationships, our inner spirituality, connectivity with God. Vincent Fodi... You are the bravest man I know. I do all that stuff like before eight o'clock, and then you just watch TV. For that way, and that way, hours I have twelve hours after that of straight television watching. So much television watching. If you wake up at seven a.m., you can do, you can get all of your stuff accomplished for the day uh-huh. by like eight a.m., and then you have the whole rest of the day to watch TV. Yeah, that's very progressive awesome. of you. Very progressive <laughs> of you, Vincent Fodi. Well, anyway, spoiler alert is brought to us by Little John's Maid Service. They'll clean everything from the windows to the walls. Spoiler alert is presented in part by Tom Brady's Gravy. All the ladies want Brady's gravy. It'll deflate your hunger. Spoiler alert is brought to us by John Ham's Pork Products. If it's not ham, it's, it's not, not pork. pork. And listeners like you. <laughs> so, Crooky uh, Gardner brought up a really great point earlier in the show. Animaniacs got rebooted, and it's really good. I like it. I haven't. I've seen a couple of the trailers. Mm-hmm. All the trailers looked pretty good. I've seen a couple clips. All the clips seemed very funny. I've also heard, uh, of course, er- as with everything else, Animaniacs is susceptible to the cancel culture that's been going on uh, recently, which didn't exist when Animaniacs was around the first time. No, you could be a really terrible person, and this show would not get canceled. And so they made some sort of joke. It was very very veiled joke about Johnny Depp. It was just like in passing, like there was a billboard or something that said something about Johnny Depp Whoa. and everybody, all the pro Johnny Depp people got really offended thing? and took it the wrong way. So then they, then uh, they tried to cancel Animaniacs and then they did some other thing where they posted uh, a phone number, uh, a joke <laughs> phone number in one of the episodes. Well, was it a joke phone number? And then the phone number turned out to be a, a number for a phone sex line. Oh, no. So then people got all up in arms again about Animaniacs, and they tried to cancel Animaniacs again. If but... you're a kid, you shouldn't be dialing numbers, even if they're fake anyway. Don't call numbers that you see on TV and in cartoons because they're not real people. Or it's porn. Is Indiana Jones there? <laughs> no, he's not real. <laughs> but have you seen any of the new episodes? Yeah, I do. They had a really good uh, Trump joke mm. where they are uh, doing an Odyssey spoof, yeah? So he's the Cyclops on one of the islands. Oh, okay. And they come That's down, kind of and the joke that they he, – he's causing them a lot of trouble, and it's, it's a Trump baby giant uh, Cyclops. They say, is he a demigod or a demigog? Of course, a demigod would be a rebel rouser. 
you are more of a demi glaze. Definitely, I feel <laughs> demi glazed right now. It's hot in this room, dude. Oh yeah. Oh lord, you're, wor- you're working up a nice uh, little glow. My deodorant doesn't keep me dry. It just gets like spongy at some point. It's not a good look. Uh, so I am going to check out the new Animaniacs. I'm looking forward to that. They're zany to the max. Uh, of course, if you have a pulse, you've been watching Mandalorian season two. If you have a pulse, bro. And every episode has been better than the last episode. And they're so adorable. In dude. one episode, uh, Boba Fett shows up. Yeah. Uh, in another episode, uh, Ashoka, Ahsoka shows up. Yep. She is so one, she, one, uh, the, one of the main characters from the Clone Wars animated series. Mm-hmm. Um, played to perfection by Rosario Dawson. So are they going to have a split-off show for her, too? I know there's a split-off show I, for Boba Fett. I heard that they are going to do a spin-off show about These are rumblings her. we're getting when we do part do our deep research here on the Biscuits well, and Well, I heard show. it's more than rumblings. I, I think that there is actually a spin-off show for Rosario Dawson in the works. Oh, so that's going to be pretty sweet. And, of course, everybody's wondering... What is Moff Gideon up to? What is that Moff up to? What is that Moff up to? What's that Moff up to, bro? Everybody wants to know because he's been trying to get his hands on Baby Yoda. We we know it has something to do with his blood, so there might be midi-chlorians involved. Well, those midi-chlorians are off the scale. Uh, so uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the most recent episode to see what, what developments have taken place They blew there. up his space for Also, in one of the episodes, the chick from Battlestar Galactica shows up. Yeah, I know you must have creamed your pants, bro, when you've seen that chick from Battlestar Galactica. And so- Ain't nobody likes Battlestar Galactica more than Vince Fody. If you like Battlestar Galactica as much as Vince Fody, you might want to check out that episode of the Mandalorian. Uh, that was also the episode with the Quarrens in it. Yes. So <laughs> I felt a, a close tie to that episode. And if you haven't seen Battlestar Galactica, you know where you can watch Battlestar Galactica? On Peacock. You can watch it on Peacock. That's wow. right. Who would have thought? Because it was originally a sci-fi show, but now they got it on Peacock, which is owned by NBC. I don't know if they got how they got the rights to that. But they also have Parks and Rec. Ooh, Parks yeah. and Rec, great show. Mm-hmm. It used to be on Netflix. And it's no longer on Netflix. Netflix dropped the ball, bro. But you can watch it on Peacock now. And here's a little tip for you guys. If you have an ad blocker, it blocks most of the ads on Peacock. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So I've been I've been doing that and watching ad-free Parks and Rec episodes. Just plowing through it. We're like halfway through the series already. It's a good season to plow through. It's a really good a show for, for binge watching. Oh, yeah. Nick uh, Offerman's fl- character in it is so funny and so dry. It's uh, so great. Uh, Rashida Jones. Oh, she's so hot. Dude. Oh yeah. Uh, if you're if you got Hulu, you should be watching Bob's Burgers right now. And also, Fargo season four is over. I've seen all of Fargo season four. Don't spoil the entire thing for I me. I don't want to spoil that it's over, the entire thing. Do you think it's better than season two or three? I, you know what? Here's the thing. I don't feel like any season of Fargo is better than any of the other seasons. I just feel like it's all part of one big tapestry. Okay. That's a um, good, that's a, a real that cop being, out there. That being said. Having said that. I'm going, having said that, <laughs> I'm going to say season one's the best season. And then the other three seasons are tied for second place. I love season book. two, man. That's the one with uh, Kirsten Dunst. Yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty darn good season. And I Nick love- Offerman is in that. Yeah. And in that, in that season, Nick Offerman's character's name is, is Carl Weathers. That's so funny. Which is weird. That's just a, a fun little trivia item. Season one, though, is, Carl is really fantastic. Uh, and Carl Weathers, of course, is also in The Mandalorian, which I've been watching. Uh, but, okay, so let's see. What can I spoil that's not a main spoiler for Fargo? 
Uh, uh, Chris you, Rock dies. You know the the, <laughs> the weird nurse chick. Yeah. Uh, she poisons her boss with the with the uh, macarons. Okay. Uh, the boss wakes up at no. some point. So you're gonna you're gonna see some uh, windfall from that. Do you get to see, oh, you don't see any nudity on FX. Yeah, there's no real FX. nudity. In... FX. This message is for you. Okay. Um. Could you start showing more nudity? Yes, come on, FX. You know, make with the nudity. But if you like nudity, you can also check out HBO Max. Mm. I've been watching a lot of stuff on there. Um, HBO Max has some cool stuff coming Now that it's South Park, South Park no longer on Hulu. Very upset. Uh, yes, but you can, watch, you can watch South Park on HBO Max. And they remastered all of uh, the earlier seasons that weren't in HD and 1080i. So they they rescanned and reprocessed everything. So the f- the first couple seasons look incredible right now. Oh, that's good. So I'm not but usually that kind of like the nostalgia yeah, of the I, first season as it was I know, actual. And I'm kind of torn because I you do. Oh like yeah, the... little Natalie Ambrosio over here. <laughs> Natalie Ambrosio. Oh my god, Natalie Ambrosio. <laughs> But I am a little torn because I, I do like to go back and watch the, the quality of the animation back then when it was really rough. Um, it you was, like a rough incident? It funny? was a product of its time. and that, But I got to say, the new the new uh, remastered episodes look really good. So I'm not going to complain. You're Old Simpsons, weird looking. Uh, also, new Simpsons, weird looking. <laughs> uh, also on HBO, they're filming a show for HBO... Right now, at the Four Seasons here on Maui. Oh no way! And the name of the show is White Lotus. So that's filming what? Yeah, so they're they're filming a show at the Four Seasons, and the the show takes place at like a four like a tropical Four Seasons, yeah, whatever. So they were filming it there, um, and one of the chicks that's in the the show White Lotus mm-hmm. is the girl. That's Woody Harrelson's girlfriend in season one of True Detective. No way! Yeah. That's the best titties. <laughs> yes. Dude, all these resorts are going to kill it, man. Her name's like, Alexandria Daddario. They, yeah, there's got to be two Ds in that last name. Um, So all these resorts, though, that are closed have a lot of, oh, the lordy. Oh. Can we take an eight-minute break? Uh, all these resorts right now have like a lot of stuff filming on them. They're going to make money hand over fist when it opens up because we've been like, Oh my God, honey! Remember when we fell in love watching that dumbass TV show at the Andas? Remember, and then everyone's gonna honey? Go to the uh, and then let's see. For if you have Netflix, there's some good stuff on Netflix. Why don't you have Netflix, Biscuitiers? Yeah, if you don't have Netflix, come on, guys. But uh, if you haven't seen The Queen's Gambit, definitely watch that. Uh, and if you're a fan of historical drama, quasi documentary drama series the crown is where it's at have you been watching the crown check no but i did read an article recently where they had to relabel it as quasi documentary because people are like is this real life and i'm like no 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 uh they do a bad or do a good enough job making themselves look bad in the first place yeah so the show is just a little so with the most up. recent season apparently uh the queen and the the people that be the powers that be kind of got upset with the show the crown and they're like queen elizabeth they have to say that this is fictional beforehand because they felt like they were being portrayed improperly and i gotta say i feel like the show is very fair to them mm-hmm. i haven't finished this season but so far i feel like the show's been very 
fair and even-handed. I mean, like, it shows sort of the cracks and, and the problems and stuff that they have, but everybody has problems. Not me, bro. You know? And it's like, what, what are we supposed to believe? That, that what's-his-name wasn't cheating on Diana with Camilla? We we all know that what was going on, so don't try to hide Hold it. Hold on. You tell me. trying to plaster over the... The, the cracks. Speaking of plaster. In real, I'm trying to get plastered right now. What's your pick of the week, bro? What are you looking forward to the most? Watch season four of The Crown. It's got Gillian Anderson. I oh, regret man. to inform you that uh, she is done up to look like Margaret Thatcher, and it is not flattering. So if you're looking for sexy Gillian Anderson, you're not going to find it in The Crown. But she is a great actress. She and plays the role of Margaret Thatcher really well. A lot of us were expecting a, a sexy Margaret Thatcher, of course. <laughs> Right? <laughs> we were all daydreaming about the sexiest Margaret Thatcher you'd ever conceived, and bro. Helen the Bonham Carter is in The Crown. There's a, she there's play a lot Margaret of great actors and actresses. No, she plays the, the queen's sister. Oh. Um, so a lot of, lot of good talent on that show. If you haven't seen The Crown, definitely check that out. This season has been really good. So I, I think it gets better e- each season. Nudity scene would be 21 years old or even older in Fight Club. You see like a little bit of a blurry boob from from her in Fight Club. The sex scene in Fight Club? Yeah, when was it even Fight, her? Fight Club, I believe that was that was digital. I don't That's a bummer. Uh, I don't believe that was her actual You don't boob. think it was actually Brad Pitt's And Fight Club D? was 99, I got to say. Yeah. So yeah, we're looking at yeah, like 21 years. You know the Pixie song at the end is from like 1988. Wow. Yeah, that's how long the Pixies have been milking that jam. <laughs> <laughs> they, and they played it uh, when I went to go see them in concert in Japan. In Japan? And they did close with that song. Wow. They did m- definitely make sure that they played that last so everybody would stay for the show. <laughs> oh, also on HBO, there's a show called How To With John Wilson, which is like this w- kind of interesting documentary series where it starts off talking about one thing, but it kind of meanders and tells these weird side stories so that's i don't like shows that meander and tell side stories <laughs> at more all. than one person recommended it to me so I, I decided to check it out and that was pretty good and finally the movie jujitsu starring nicholas cage all right dude first of all guys <laughs> gravy gals biscuitiers alike followers of kaku 88.5 the voice of maui i almost never say this but stop watching my show right now and listening to the show, and go watch the trailer for Nick Cage's quite possibly best work. <laughs> Vince, please. I don't know if it's his best work. Oh, it's his best work with a capital <laughs> B. Dude, uh, he's killing it in his B movie roles, bro. Yeah, capital B movie. Yeah. Oh uh, my god. The the movie the the plot of the movie is that every couple years, uh, and. A jujitsu fighting alien comes to Earth and uh, wants to fight humans. Yeah, I guess out of boredom. This or sounds whatever. like something that Trump's lawyers would make up. And then, <laughs> and then if if we don't fight him, then he kills everybody or whatever, or goes on a rampage. So they have to they have to take the world's most elite jujitsu fighters to, and train them to go fight this alien Nick Cage every couple of years. And Nick Cage is 60. He's going to be fighting aliens, and bro. Nick Cage is jujitsu fighting aliens. Dude, love it. So, I mean, it's a great premise for a movie. It's a great premise for a Nick Cage movie. It's the best sure. premise for a Nick Cage movie. So, if you haven't seen Jiu-Jitsu, I believe it's been already released uh, on some streaming platform. Dude, that's the thing about movies nowadays. You hear rumblings of them. To I also, use the heard, uh, of I also heard that... Um, 
I think either Universal or Paramount, one of those one of those movie studios inked a deal with HBO Max where they're going to release all of their movies in theater and simultaneously on HBO Max. Oh, Jesus. So there's HBO Max is about to get a buttload of streaming new release movies, like Shoot. theater movies. Um, so if you don't have HBO Max, there's never been a better time because their HBO Max is about to get the biscuits and gravy at gmail.com password. Yeah, if you need a password, just, uh, email us and we'll send you a password. <laughs> <laughs> Today's show has been brought to us by Merrill streets, street sweepers. They'll clean up in hours. You get to see, uh, don't you get to see her n- nakedness Meryl in Street? the Nick Cage movie? Um, what? Yeah, I think you get to see Meryl Streep naked in a Nick Cage movie. You're thinking of Cher. No. <laughs> Wait, what Meryl Streep movie is Nick Cage in? Um, Adaptation? <gasps> oh. Yeah. That's a great movie. It's a really great movie. Uh, that was written by um, uh, Charlie Kaufman. Yeah. Who is a genius screenwriter. Yeah. That is a good movie. Is, is Meryl Streep naked in that? Yeah, you get to see her naked. You get to see the left one and the right one. I think she was still too old to be attractive. Oh, no. Even when that movie came out in, like, 2002 or something like that. Yeah. But great movie, though. Yeah, and you know what? Not bad for her. It's all about her and an elusive flower. And the uh, abusive dad from October Sky, isn't it? He's the... Chris Cooper. Yeah, Chris Cooper, Gotta love Chris Cooper. So... Probably... The worst rapper of all time. Oh, my God. He raps in that Muppets movie. It, it, that scene is unbearable, dude. That is the most oh cringeworthy scene I've ever uh, seen. It's More as, on that next week. Chris Cooper's Coopers. <laughs> Feel cooped up. Cooper's bloopers. That's our new segment. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, Vincent Fody, it has been a fantastic biscuits and gravy morning. I am so glad I got to wake and bake the biscuit and gravy way. I am so glad I got this tinfoil hat. You want to finish up today's show with a lovely segment we call Chuck Stuff the Knowledge Buffalo? Say it again. What's it called? Chuck Stuff the Knowledge Buffalo. All right. I had to cue up my sound effects here. Chuck Stuff the Knowledge Buffalo is funded in part by a grant from Leonardo DiCaprio's guillotines. Get decapitated with DiCaprio. I'm more concerned about your gravy level. Today's show is brought to us by Maggie Gyllenhaal's bras. Don't be a saggy Gyllenhaal. Maggie Gyllenhaal voted Best Supporting Actress. Mm, you can see her <laughs> nudity. I hate you. Today's show is presented in a part from an endowment from Benedict Cumberbatch's Blessings. You can't spell benediction without Benedict. Biscuit is right here. And also by Mark Hamill's Hammers. Got a big project to tackle? It's Hamill time. Thanks for tuning into the Biscuits and Gravy Show. (laughs) Funny for the Biscuits and Gravy Show comes apart by Paul Simon's Insane Asylums. Paul Simon's (laughs) Insane Asylums. Hey, Vince. Still crazy after all these years? Do you feel your sanity slip sliding away? Well, check out our good friends down at Paul Simon's Insane Asylums. And also by Bruce Springsteen's String Beans. Grown in the USA! All right, you ready to And they have a it? new location on Thunder Road. <laughs> There's also one located on the streets of Philadelphia. <laughs> All right, you ready to get into Chuck Stuff the Knowledge Buffalo? Every day is a glory day. <laughs> All righty. This is when Chuck Stuff the Knowledge Buffalo is when Chuck tries to prove that he's the smartest buffalo in the room. Can you stump 
the buffalo, everybody. If you think you can stump the buffalo, email us your trivia questions to thebiscuitsandgravy at gmail.com. That's thebiscuitsandgravy at gmail.com. And we will ask them to check live on the air. Check out our website that I totally own called biscuitwars.com. Right. And uh, also, guys, don't forget to uh, listen, like, rate, subscribe, like, share, subscribe, all that stuff on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Even if you don't listen to the show, just subscribe to us. It helps and us Apple out. Podcast Today keeps the debt collectors away. I don't know if that's true. It's right. something. So since this is our post-Thanksgiving Thanksgiving special, <laughs> I've got a couple of Thanksgiving-related questions. In oh, here. boy. This one was sent in to us by Keith in Detroit, Michigan. Hey. Keith wants to know, the Plymouth Colony founded by the Pilgrims <clears throat> was in what state? Massachusetts. More like Taxachusetts. Am I right? You know Dave Chappelle's <laughs> in Con Air with Nick Cage? <laughs> Dave Chappelle's in Con-, in Con Air? Very briefly. That's funny. All right. Our second question comes from Rich in Cedar Point, Ohio. Rich wants to know, who famously said, we didn't land on Plymouth Rock, Plymouth Rock landed on us? Oh, uh, Malcolm X. Since you were you were one step ahead of the shoe shine. On one step one. ahead of the shoe shine. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, I also would have accepted Denzel Washington. <laughs> Yes. Because he also did famously say that when he played Malcolm X in mm-hmm. the movie. Pretty good movie, actually. Not bad. Very stylistic. Uh, definitely, like, a lot of zoot suits going on. All right. Are you ready for the third question, Chuck? Oh, I'm ready like there's no tomorrow. Our third question is always a sports question. I hope Corky doesn't get kidnapped in Venezuela. I'm really thinking about that, actually. I, I mean, feel kind of bad. Odds are she's already been kidnapped. She's got lost, like, she has left my house, go get something from her car, and gets lost on the way back. Corky has gotten herself into some very precarious situations, and she always comes out unscathed. Oh, she's a precarious peach, to say the least. I don't know how she does it, but she's got a little magic. Oh, that's why we got her. All right, our third question is always a sports question, because as you know, sports is Chuck's Achilles hoof. <sighs> and this question comes from Jill in Haiku. She hey, wants Jill! To know what two teams traditionally always play football on Thanksgiving? So, it's always the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys is one of them. And the Indians. The Indians is a baseball team. Oh, crap. Dude, come on, man. (laughs) I don't know. Do you know? Yeah. Oh, well, what's the answer? Because I'm I'm the The one asking the question. The Pirates are also a baseball team. God damn it! The answer is the Detroit Lions. Oh, who that? What? But you got two out of three, Chuck. You know what they say. Meatloaf's in Fight Club. And that also means that that's the end of our show. Gotta love the meatloaf, everybody. Gotta love my listeners. Gotta love the AK. The meatloaf. Gotta love Vincent Fody, everybody. I love being here on the Biscuits and Gravy Show. Tune in next week. Same biscuit place. Same gravy time. And from me to you, (laughs) kisses. Cooper's bloopers. Cheaper's (laughs) screaming. Gravy.